0: If we could... Oh, my gosh. We should, like... You became Canadian there for a
1: second. The gambler? The gambler? No. No. (laughs) No. You got to know when to hold them. And know when to fold them.
2: <clears throat> yeah, now Geico ruined that. Really? Yeah, they have a commercial where it's like, did you know that playing poker with uh, Kenny Rogers gets old? And then it's like, he's just like playing poker and he just continually sings the song, you know, and he's like, Geico, count your money. Um, and they're all like rolling their eyes or whatever, and I'm like, damn it, now I can't. Now sing I, can that song. No, I can't like because now one. I'm just like, um, oh, like that Geico commercial, like
0: no. I've I've <laughs> talked about it. it. Doesn't even need to be said, but I'll say it here it's to the void that I'm shouting into. <laughs> um, I really hate the idea that people are so accepting of a commercial whose premise is like, hey. You know all those times that people in real life sit around and make analogies to things that don't exist. <laughs> Remember all those times you're like, "Well, that's like a uh, well, this thing." Like it's such a st- it's such a stupid, lazy premise for a commercial for them to just be like, "Well, how are we going to show all this stuff?" Yeah. Well, let's just have people let's just, like making do comparisons. Do the Family Guy approach? Yeah, the <laughs> hey, Family that, Guy that's approach like, is exactly yeah. What is. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> ah, that's like a stupid setup for a joke that I'm gonna do right now. Ah, yeah. Cut boy. to
2: that joke. Cut, Cut to, to that, that joke.
0: joke, which isn't, which is also <laughs> well, not that was like funny. when the
2: Care Bears were on the were on the Transformers that one time, and then it's just like, I'm Optimus Prime. I'm a Care Bear. <laughs>
1: This. You guys, did you guys ever see? Did you guys ever see the the South Park uh, episode making fun of Family Guy? The
0: balls, the manatees, or whatever. Uh, yeah, my favorite amazing. part of that is
1: when like they're like <laughs> Peter's like that's like the time I was the car in Knight Rider. <laughs> and then, like it cuts to him uh, with with David Hasselhoff on his shoulders and he smiles and he's got the like the grill thing going on and it's like th- this is this is Family Guy. This is why the show sucks. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Hey everybody! Welcome to Another the Critic podcast. Each week we talk about movies, both new and on Netflix,
0: and we complain about Geico commercials. And we complain yeah. about
1: Geico commercials. Fuck you, Geico,
2: and advertising as a Fuck whole. you. <laughs> That's re-
1: well, advertising at this point has gotten really stupid. Hey, it um, was always
2: amazing, like back in the day when like Batman rolled up into the the Batmobile rolls up into the yeah. uh, the, 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 the drive, the drive through McDonald's.
1: Through. McDonald's. Drive yep. That's amazing. Well, I enjoyed it as a kid. Yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe I just got older and realized what they're trying to do.
0: I liked the Morpheus one from the Super Bowl. That was a car commercial, right? Yeah. Know. That
1: was funny. Why are we talking about... End of the <laughs>
0: critic! We review commercials! I said I was going to talk about that,
1: new in Netflix. This episode, we're doing our top ten commercials. Uh, mine would be starting off with the uh, Dodge Challenger, uh, where the uh, the British Army is broken up by George Washington driving the car. It's great. Mm, it's wonderful, nice. Matt. Your your best top ten commercial.
0: Where's the beef? All right,
1: classic beautiful. Parker. Classic. Pick, up, pick up that
2: slack. Oh, classic. So good. I, I I really love. The new uh, Geico commercials with the pig. Ugh. That pig
0: is just so funny. Just stop. I don't <laughs> yeah. even like you pretending <laughs> that okay. The fact that you're even
1: joking that it's okay <laughs> makes it's me want to throw cool. you through a window.
0: It's like an unforgivable curse <laughs> yeah, that you're exactly. issuing. <laughs> well, I'm Chris <laughs>
1: Klump. With me, as
0: always, is Matt Schaefer. Also, I'm sorry for my language. I really went out of the gate there hard, folks. You know, we try, you to be, to? we try to be... I ended f-
1: the last episode with a rant of cursing well, you're gonna my cut, neighbor you're going to cut that, know. I
0: hope. Because that was just uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, was just that sitting was. Sitting here being like, oh, I don't want to hear so about Chris's know. relationship with his neighbor.
1: I don't even know what he looks like. I just know he nails yeah. shit to the wall at 7.30 in the morning. You
0: need to take that issue up with him, not here. This <laughs> is Maybe it's a poltergeist. Do you even know?
2: Yeah. I mean, why are you damning a human being? It could be a ghost. could be a trickster ghost. Goblin it could
1: ghost. be a trickster god. It could be Loki. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm. <laughs> I was going with if trickster he's... goblin, but trickster God, Yeah. It could uh, be. If, if if he's picking on me, he's got some issues. Uh, Listen, you don't, don't have anything how... he wants. You don't know
0: how gods work. Sometimes they just pick somebody.
1: It could <laughs> be.
2: It could be one of Krenzos' aren't a little, a little gang. Nice. Nice. Yeah.
1: Uh. So this week's movie is Escape from Alcatraz. Escape from Alcatraz. But before we get into that. Getting some trailer time here.
3: Trailers, <laughs> you're what?
0: my one true God.
1: Wow, are we getting a whole new intro? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Trailers, you're my one true God. <laughs> Parker Lindstrom, 2014.
1: <laughs> never forget. Never forget. <laughs> All uh, right, first first wow. trailer we watched, The Gambler.
0: A literature professor with a gambling problem runs afoul of gangsters.
1: Gangsters. 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 Every Uh, gambling
2: movie forever. That's right. (laughs) Some guy has
0: a gambling problem, (laughs) runs out of money, and gets involved with gangsters.
1: (laughs) The premise to any movie (laughs) about gambling. Uh, This movie stars Jessica Lange, Mark Wahlberg, Brie Larson, Michael Keith Williams, or Kenneth Williams, sorry. Michael Kenneth Williams. Omar coming. Omar coming. Uh, and John Goodman, and the moment, yeah, I got heard got John Goodman's a, a voice. Tough, I was like, "Tough-looking yeah. John Goodman, yeah, good.
0: acting, wow." Yeah, this yeah. was. You want to see what a Red Band trailer is, my yeah. friends? In terms of language, this Watch, is it. This is a Red Band trailer. <laughs> <laughs> there was like fifteen F
1: words. <laughs> I don't know how they would do this non-Red Band. Yeah, yeah. I was I, like, whoa. It
2: said when I, when I was watching, it said this is the Red Band trailer, when I'm like. I didn't know there. W- I hadn't heard of it, so I didn't know if there was one before it. But I can't imagine what it would have been like. <laughs> <It was> completely <laughs> <Yeah>. different. Would have <laughs> made like it look like a romantic. Fifteen comedy. seconds long. You're gambling. Yep. Okay. <laughs> make sure you pay me back punch, on this money. The gamble. <laughs> um, make sure you pay me back. Yeah. F. And then that's it. Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. This. Uh, I never thought I would see a movie where John Goodman out toughs mark Wahlberg. oh yeah <laughs> but he does and he does it well um there's just something about john goodman with a shaved head that's mm, kind of <laughs> Un- unsettling, unsettling. yeah <laughs> um yeah i i mean i'm not sure exactly who john goodman's playing in this uh, other than the, his name is frank um a gangster a gangster but i <laughs> i believe that this is a man who is capable of just Doing horrible things to people if he doesn't get money back. If
0: he doesn't get his way, uh, to his opposite, Mark Wahlberg is sporting a very moppy, long haircut. Yep, and looking pretty skinny. Yep, he was yes. pretty buff. He was pretty buff there for a while for some yeah. of those action movies that he did. And that uh, was that one with was the he, rock. Was he
2: buff in Transformers? I didn't Yeah, know.
0: yeah, he was pretty big. But he now he looks pretty scrawny for this one.
1: Kind well, of to, to play the
0: play uh, the play the guy who's down in his luck trying yeah. to make some
1: money. Mark Wahlberg always kind of frustrates me as an actor because i know he is a good capable of good things yeah i know he's capable of great things but he always seems to get shoved into that tough guy boston guy role right Um, right right and so i'm hoping that in this movie he's kind of breaking that mold a little bit and able to kind of flex his acting muscles because he has them he's got great acting chops uh he just doesn't and he gets to use them occasionally but not all the time well here's
0: something else that there's a possibility. Not everybody's like Christian Bale. So maybe when you take all that time to work out and like, you just build want a to muscle, use it? <laughs> you're like, I don't want to immediately do a movie where I have to be a scrawny little wimp. That's true. Sign me up for like four action movies so that I can enjoy this and then I can like go back to yeah, being like whatever.
1: Not everybody's a chameleon. Yeah. Not we, everybody's we like Christian Bale is like,
0: it. oh, I have to be like, you know. Two hundred and twenty pounds with like three percent body fat and like all muscle? No problem. Oh, I need to be like a fat schlub with like thirty percent body fat and like a hunched over back, no problem. I'll just readjust my spine here. <laughs> oh, is... I need to be emaciated and yeah. like ninety pounds, no problem. I'll just start it, it, eating coffee and cigarettes.
1: It, it always it always eating confuses me. And cigarettes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Literally just <laughs> Yeah, that's, that oh was like his diet. <laughs> Uh, oh, for the machinist! Yeah, I yeah. read that all like all he did was uh, sugarless gum, uh, celery, and he played Madden football on whatever console he had at the <laughs> time, and that's all he did. Wow! <laughs> and, and like he lost, and then several months after the machinist, they're like, "Oh, you're Batman." He's like, "Okay, time to jack up." <laughs> um. So yeah, this movie looks. Uh, I, I, I like like I've said before, I love gangster films. Any film where it's like, "Hey, you got in too deep with the mob," I'm already on board for like how you guys are for Let World me War II films. Join you on this journey. For, yeah, for how you guys are with World War II films. Yeah. I'm like that for in too deep with the mob movies. Gotcha. I love them. Um, and and this looks good. This looks uh really good actually. I'm actually excited for this. Uh, it comes out uh December nineteenth of uh, twenty fourteen, and I'm I'm gonna I'm probably gonna make you guys see it for the podcast.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, There's a lot of good movies that usually come or, come out around that date. So.
1: Yeah, we might actually—I don't know—we'll figure it out. Uh, nope, it's locked in. Locked. Sorry, Got can't in do there. anything. Okay. Yep. The fans are demanding it now. <laughs> yeah, <imagination>. the fans, <laughs> all the fans, since they heard
0: that. Yep, since we're live. Uh, Unbroken, The Interview, Ooh. Into oh, the, the Woods, Interview. Oh yes, oh, the all interview. come out. That's Christmas Day. But then this is the nineteenth, so that's a week before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh a couple weeks before that is Exodus Gods and Kings.
1: And not a Speaking whole lot of Speaking of good Christian stuff. Bale. Yes. Yes. Oh, Where'd The you?
0: Hobbit comes out the 17th. Oh. Okay. Annie <laughs> Annie comes out the which is a musical. Is that we, we confirmed? Yes, yeah, 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 we have yeah. confirmed it's a music. Right, well I was then maybe,
1: maybe no. I do not know. for it. Annie itself isn't it's like gonna the be best music. Oh, I know it's going to be bad, but okay. it like, might have good music.
2: I mean, Jay Z is producing it, so it's oh, possible. But okay, <laughs> Chris like oh well. No, I like. Not be good. I like Jay Z.
1: I like Jay Z. <laughs> Who doesn't like Jay Z? <laughs> <Chris, laughs> Lots of people. Chris never. Sound, wrong.
2: Never sounding um, more white. I like Jay Z.
1: I do. Now that I have to, he's a good guy. Now that I have to tailor my <laughs> musical change, because I'm the only person in my department with an MP3 player, uh, and our CD player broke. Listen, Chris, we, we, we've been wanting to talk
0: to you about this for a while now, but there's been kind of a divide in this in this uh, podcast.
1: We just don't think you're really black enough. <laughs> whoa, yeah. whoa! Who here listens to more James Brown? Me. I son, I listen to way more funk yeah, than all you yeah. It mind. Seems yeah. like you're See, doing it
0: ironically. T- no, <laughs> times have changed, man. It you started that the... way
1: when I was 13 and then I went, actually, this is pretty good. <laughs> I'm digging that baseline. But how many how many rappers, how
0: many rappers with ASAP in their name do you listen to? <laughs> Cuz if you're not listening to like 3, you're not blocking enough. <laughs> all,
1: <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I have been told that some of my musical tastes I'm not allowed to listen to in public by you. Um uh, <laughs> Oh, um, that day I asked on Facebook I if said, I'm allowed I said, to listen to N.W.A. NWA's in N.W.A. is fine.
0: Uh, what was the other one?
1: No, you said I cannot listen to N.W.A. in public. I can listen to Cypress Hill in public.
0: Oh, yeah, that's fine. No, that is the correct opinion. Yeah. You're totally white enough to listen to Cypress Hill. You're not nearly black enough to listen to N.W.A.
1: Well, mainly because I'm white and I think I'm not allowed to listen to yeah, N.W.A. But in public. Yeah, you but,
0: know, you can you can borrow those lines. What's going what on? What the hell are you doing, Parker? What is this?
1: Suicide remix. I made a, a video. Like, <laughs> 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 <"A-Z-5,
0: G-T-O-N-A, laughs> Who is this?
3: <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? They made it like suicide.
0: What the hell? This is amazing. Who made this?
1: <laughs> it's all like rotoscope and shit. That's great.
0: <laughs> Millhouse and Lisa on a bike. Yeah!
3: <laughs> That's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, what's the title of that video? I need to start. All right, it's it's
2: uh, it's Suicide by uh, Girl Talk and Freeway featuring ASAP. Um, okay. okay. Cool. But well, the, the, the the video, uh, it's just a music video this person made, Lisa Ramsey. But yeah, if you if you search that, it's like one of the first things that comes up. If you search, you know, Girl Talk Freeway featuring ASAP. That's great.
0: Yeah, it's like the first. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I, are you sure this isn't the official
2: video? I'm pretty sure because it's just like this. Because
0: the first result. Because like
2: this is this girl's video. She has no other videos. Oh, wow.
0: But yeah, listeners, we always talk about these videos that we reference. <laughs> I'm just going to start posting them while we're recording and yeah, saying for future
1: reference. Yeah,
2: there you go.
1: That's a good idea.
2: Cool. Can you use that Facebook delay post? <laughs> that would be awesome if you could do that. Is there is that a thing? No. There is oh, there is a there there it's not it's not a part of Facebook, but there is a thing um it's kind of cool. It's called like thunder su- thunder something. And what you do a lot of a lot of um indie things like Judge Dredd uh, trying to get the sequel made, they they did it. And basically what you do is everybody signs up. <clears throat> And you sign into it, and you uh, you allow the app to post to like Twitter and Facebook, and then what happens is, um, y- when you you agree to certain projects like the Judge Dredd sequel that they're trying to get made, right, and and then what happens is on a specific day that anybody that's signed up to the thing, every single one of them will get a same this like the same post at the same exact second. So it's like they all. S- just immediately share the exact same link across oh, okay. twitter and facebook and instagram and tumblr just whatever the, the hell thing, else yeah. you do and it'll just all post to your accounts and so like you can you know if you, if people are into your thing you can get like you know like thousands of people and then all of them will post to the exact same moment so it's kind oh, of a cool, cool idea but
1: all right well the next uh next trailer we saw Foxcatcher.
0: Based on the true story of Mark Schultz, an Olympic wrestler whose relationship with sponsor John Dupont and brother Dave Schultz would lead to unlikely circumstances.
1: This movie stars uh, Channing Tatum, Steve Carell, who does not Steve look like Steve, at all. At all. like
2: Steve Carell at yeah. all. This is his. This is his first. Is this his first? Well, I mean, he's, no, done, he's some, done some. He's done some dramatic. dramatic roles, but this is his first like thriller. Super yeah, dramatic. this is like you know, like the the Robin Williams one-hour photo. Yeah, you know, yeah. where yeah. like you're like, oh, geez, he's like not usually he's really this going sc-
1: against. Yeah, really going
2: against typewriter. Uh oh yeah, I wasn't thinking of friggin' Little Miss Sunshine. He's very serious in that, um, but but not th- not thriller level scary. Not scary. No, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah. I don't. I didn't think I'd ever be scared of Steve Carell. Yeah, <laughs> you are in
1: this. Uh, Mark Ruffalo. Uh, yeah, Anthony Michael Hall. Can't wait to see a jacked up Anthony Michael Hall.
2: <laughs> he's look. He looks good now. You know. He yeah, yeah. Good. He's
1: been jacked up for a while, actually. <laughs> um, this this trailer is intense. Yeah. Uh, and and and, and it really goes the whole, like, oh, it's it's actually like un- unsettling. To see Steve Carell just be this creepy, super possessive, um, manipulative
0: <laughs> coach. Me- megalomaniac. Yeah, yeah,
1: like it's just really bizarre to see him do this. Yeah, he's
0: doing a weird, he's obviously, I, I don't know a whole lot about this story. My friend. Neither do, I. Neither do I-, I. I think it's
2: like that there's a guy who's very, very rich and he agrees to let like this kind of, you know not as like um well off team wrestling team practice at his place and kind of be the coach and stuff so he gives them like a lot of opportunities that they wouldn't have had and giving them these facilities that they wouldn't have had access to but then in in, in return is kind of expecting to be like this right. very involved person you know and then right. obviously then it's like no i want to just be my own person and live my own life and it's like that doesn't go well. Yeah. Well, I mean
1: I don't know if you guys remember uh the whole DuPont thing. Um I'm trying to remember exactly what happened. Like he like he had he had he had killed somebody, if I remember correctly. Well don't spoil No 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 History I mean, spoilers. Sorry, sorry. Right. Um but I, I, I worked for a guy who uh when when I was a painter, I worked for a uh painter who uh worked on the DuPont home. Okay. And he said, John DuPont was batshit crazy. Just absolutely nuts. Yeah. Um, and he would like, because he, he worked up, uh, as, as a part of a group of contractors who were doing renovations on their house. It seemed like they were always doing renovations, so they just always had these contractors there. And he said in the morning, they would all get called in, and John DuPont was sitting there, and he would explain what he wanted done to the house, and it would take forever, and everybody would just sit there and going, what is this guy talking about? Right, He's just got to go crazy. on. About, yeah. Well, it was stuff like he said, "When you're painting the windows, make sure you leave uh, uh, cracks in the paint because the house needs to absorb the fog in the morning to uh, regenerate." And they're like, "Okay, <laughs> what, this what? guy is insane." Um, so, but he, yeah, he, he he very much had this uh uh air of like, "I'm rich." I can do whatever I want. I can think and say whatever I want. And this movie really gets that across. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just Like, oh, this guy is very controlling and very nuts. Um, and and it really comes through in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Because Steve Girl's just terrifying. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm excited to see Mark. Ruff- like, I didn't recognize Mark Ruffalo when when they like when they first showed him in the trailer. I didn't recognize him at first. Until they brought his name up, I'm like, oh, that's Mark Ruffalo. He looks weird uh, with a gigantic beard and receding hairline. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this this movie actually was really good. Yeah, Does really, good. Yeah. really just. Tense. I'm
0: excited to see these two actors that are more known. For comedy, traditionally, yes, um, yes, really strut their stuff, and it seems like they're both doing a really good job in the movie. So, should be intense.
1: Yeah, it looks looks really looks really good. Uh, it comes out uh, November fourteenth of this year. So, look forward to that. Yes. So, all right, moving on. I have another just great, great movie Chris's, lined Chris's up for corner. you guys. Chris's Chris's Corner. corner. Just pulled down to be here.
3: Oh, Chris is gone. <laughs> Chris is gone.
1: Alright. So for 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 this week's for this week's corner, I decided to, to dust off an old favorite of mine. Uh, when you walk into my home, uh you see a gigantic bookcase filled with Blu-rays and DVDs, containing some of the greatest films in my opinion. <laughs> This movie's not in there. Um, this movie is in... It's not one of those movies. No, and it is not It is not located on that shelf. <laughs> yeah, This movie is uh, uh, located in a special cache, if you will, a reserve of films that I'm kind Chris's of ashamed reserve. of. <laughs> they, oh that gosh. all get stuffed underneath the couch oh. in see, I a see, storage I wanna bin. See, yes, yes, I want to see please this. Please take a picture I of see this. this. <laughs> uh, I'll have to, yeah. Um, me, me and Parker have the same couch, and where Parker stores his linens, Yes. Uh, Off of that couch, right. I store shitty movies.
2: Oh, like porn?
1: No, no. That, oh, that, no. That would be normal. That no, no. <laughs> They're
2: <laughs> Wait, just terrible who, movies. Who, who? I'm not who, saying. Who keeps not porno saying, anymore? Yeah, I'm not saying. We have the internet for that yeah, shit. I'm not saying people do that now. A character, uh, 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 some characters.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, when you open up this, you're like, wow. Chris likes a lot of terrible films. So <laughs> back. Back in the day... uh if people snoop through Chris's house,
2: that's what they find.
1: Like, oh, what? Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. This is a bad movie. This is terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> back in the day, me and uh, my buddy Justin, uh, we would go hang out at the mall, because that's what teenagers did. did. Spice World. Sure. Is, what's Chris doing with this movie? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> yeah, I th- that might be down there. Wow. Of, like, I, think Mal- maybe I think Melissa owned that. I don't know. Hey, I saw it wow. in theaters. Wow. Movie. So did I. Um... <laughs> So, all right. Back in the day, we would go hang out at the mall because that was the like the only way to get movies back then was DVD, um, DVD. and we had to go buy them at Suncoast at inflated prices.
0: <laughs> How far we've come from the age of DVD uh, DVDs, yes. <laughs> To now using discs Blu-ray. which are identical.
1: Yep. <laughs> still using DVDs, um, and so we would go. We'd go to Suncoast. This was when Suncoast was still. People shop there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm actually shocked there are still Suncoasts around. Um, and I, we I would think, go...
2: I think Suncoasts are just for people to go and look at movies. Right. Like, in cases. Huh. never actually that. purchased. That's them. a movie that exists. Hey, there's that one. Right. There's that one
0: I heard about. Sweet. There it is.
1: Well... Let's go get a Cinnabon. <laughs> Let's uh. leave
0: and not question how this business actually <laughs> sustains themselves. Yeah. Pretty much.
1: Yeah. Um, and so we would go and buy... Shitty films to make fun of that night because this was before we could watch Mister Science Theater all the time, Uh, you know, like on YouTube. (laughs) Um, And I saw this film sitting on the shelf, and I said, "Yes, this is this is what I'm talking about." The film is called it's the 1977 Grindhouse classic, Satan's Cheerleaders.
2: Satan's Cheerleaders. Okay, that's right.
1: (laughs) uh this movie stars nobody as usual nobody's in this film however there is one name attached to this the cinematographer was dean cundy one of the great cinematographers he has worked on various films like he did all the back to the futures he does a lot of stuff for uh uh zemeckis um and he's considered like one of the top cinematographers but back in 77 the dude was working for a paycheck (laughs) so he did satan's <laughs> cheerleaders um this movie opens up it doesn't make any sense first off it's the, the plot awc plot is confusing it doesn't make any sense at all um it it opens up with a scene of a cult doing this weird chant that Ends up being chanted over and over and over and over again in the give, movie.
2: Give me a D. Give me an E. No, no no no,
1: no, 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 <laughs> no. Not, not, not like a cheerleader chant. Like, <laughs> like this satanist chant that like oh, doesn't ask. Ma- give me an A. Give me yeah, a exactly. <laughs> um, and it and it it starts out with like this this weird balding guy with a pedo stash uh, asking for <laughs> Satan to strike down people who make fun of him because he's got a mild speech impediment. Um, <laughs> then it does a hard cut to these cheerleaders playing like. Or practicing their cheers on the beach, for some reason. Hey, you gotta practice. Yeah, Yeah, because they needed that bikini shot, and like the coach and the cheerleader coach is there, and the football coach is there because the football players are like hanging out on the beach. Um,
0: Sure. As is as is uh, normal. Yep. As is normal.
1: Yep. And they're talking about the big game and how they're they're, yes the big you know they're they're getting ready for the big game. So the coach doesn't want them having sex like that's a thing. Um. cuz they need some i don't know it doesn't You boys sense. need to focus. Yeah.
2: Keep that energy inside. Don't leave it in a woman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, gives you power. <laughs> what? And then what are you talking and about? then oh, so what? that
1: that scene happens for like <laughs> 30 minutes, like no lie. Of just them being on the beach and like playing volleyball and running around. Um, Sounds it's like beach bingo blast <laughs> in the 50s. <laughs> yep, you could just like fast forward <laughs> that part. Um, and then it cuts to the, the guy in the beginning, the, the weird balding guy with the stash. He is the janitor to the high school and um, curses the, the cheerleader's clothing for some reason. And then he kidnaps them and takes them to this cult where they're going to sacrifice one of them for reasons that is unknown. And, like, everybody in the town is in this cult. And so all the cheerleaders are trying to escape, except for the main cheerleader. Oh, and I forgot to mention, the film has such uh, uh, faith in you as the audience that you're going to follow what's going on, that they have to print every single cheerleader's name on their uh, cheerleading outfit (laughs) so that you can figure out who is who. (laughs) Okay. So, like, it's
0: the sign of good character yep, development. De-
1: Debbie name has tag. her name, Debbie, printed on the front of her shirt. <laughs> um, uh, the one blonde cheerleader you find out is a witch.
2: <laughs> nice.
1: And has the power that these uh, cultists are looking for.
2: Ah, perfect.
1: Uh, the big twist is that the leader of the cult is actually faking the whole thing, but that, like, the, the, the head cheerleader isn't. So she gains the power of Satan. And uh. what does she use it for? To win the big game. Ah! The last scene is them at the big game and the quarter the star quarterback gets injured and she does some Satan ritual and then like the score skyrockets and it ends with like them playing music. I don't know. It's very strange. (laughs) Um redeemable quality of this film is it does have the traditional standard like Watchika Watchika uh soundtrack. Oh nice. And any any movie that just starts out with a i'm in i'm just like sitting back and i'm enjoying this Uh, Uh, this movie is confusing and bizarre it doesn't make any sense uh there is no characterization there is no like you're just sitting there going what the hell um i've had several i used to have grindhouse nights at my uh, old apartment you know before i got married we'd all hang out and watch uh awful awful grindhouse films and make fun of them it's it's the Mm -hmm. one time where i'm like you guys can talk during the movie i'm not gonna get pissed uh this movie always makes a uh a showing (laughs) because it's just it's just wonderful uh even paying attention you have no idea what's going on so it's great (laughs) um it is available on youtube uh, that's how I rewatched it for this because I was like, it's too hard to open up my. You know the the shame stuff. You know the
0: sign of a, a good Christmas Corner movie. You can just type that bad boy into YouTube. That's right there. It's right there. <laughs> it's, right ah! there. it's like right it there. Eight, eight or nine now. parts. No, good it's not. Even,
1: it's not even in eight or nine parts. It's in one whole section.
0: Oh, there you go. That's even um, better. Yep, yep. You just put it on as a big ass YouTube video. Yep.
1: Um. Actually, that's how I found out, and I'm like, this is amazing. This is the treasure trove for me. I found out there is a youtube channel called grindhouse theater where they just have a ton i mean like like dozens of wow. grindhouse films wow and i'm like yes sounds gonna, like
0: sounds like a wonderful use of your time oh yeah
1: <laughs> it's, it's great to to watch and play minecraft at the same time because i don't really okay, have to I, yeah pay that, attention that, to that, yeah, that, that actually it's sounds wonderful. fun yeah it's that sounds wonderful fun. So, yep, you can go out if you really want to watch Satan's cheerleaders. Don't, <laughs> unless you're hanging out with a bunch of people uh, making fun of it, which I'm thinking about doing again at my house because that sounds like a blast yeah, to me. It sounds like fun. Um, oh god, yeah, it's so it's so good. So there you go, an- an- another successful Chris's corner satan's cheerleaders
0: is gonna...
1: yeah i'm i'm still trying to figure out how to piece together your guys little tune with me going get
0: off my lawn
1: Just <laughs> <laughs> just do that there you go i i think we just did it just um, do that
0: and then add in chris come gonna... <laughs>
3: if corner.
2: i was better
1: at sound editing Krins i'll have to hire corner. someone maybe 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 someone i know a few people who are pretty good with uh sound editing maybe they can do it for me Krins for free
2: corner. Cranes corner.
1: Kryn? Kryn's corner. <laughs> what? Oh, wait, what are we saying? I don't <laughs> know. Who's Krin's Krin's K- corner. Who's Kryn? I'm really Krin's confused Krin's now. Krin's so anyway, just co- moving you? on. Mo- moving on to our feature presentation. Parker has escaped from his own mind. Yep.
2: <laughs> Kryn's corner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Kay. I think I think <laughs> early morning recording is great because it seems to have broken Parker. Somehow,
0: Parker is the least <laughs> cognizant of all of us. Um, escape from Alcatraz. Yes, Escape from Alcatraz. Oh, yes, A dra- Escape from Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> A dramatization of the one possibly successful escape
1: from the infamous prison island in 1962. This movie stars most notably Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. In, in the height of his acting mm, power. Yes. Um, Fred Ward, who we would know from anybody? Anybody? Tremors. Come on, guys. Yeah, Trimers.
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I'm trying to think if anybody else. You look a this? lot different in this movie. Uh, no one else really. Uh, but uh, also, what I want to bring up, directed by Don Siegel who um, worked a lot with Clint Eastwood back in the 70s. Uh, most notably, he did uh, Dirty Harry. Oh, okay. Uh, he also yeah. did The Shootist, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1956 invasion, um, and Two Mules for Sister Sarah. So I'm I am a big, <laughs> big go. Don Siegel fan. What, you're laughing at Two Mules? It's a great movie. I've never seen it. Oh, man. It's a good, I just it's like a, the title. Yeah. It's a good Western. It's a good <laughs> Western. Uh, here's a Spoiler. Uh, uh, there's three mule? mules. <laughs> no, no. She has a mule, and Clint Eastwood is the other mule. Uh, he doesn't, he, he's, he's stubborn and doesn't want to help gotcha. oh, so. oh, that's clever. I like it. it. It's, it's, hey, it's a good, good movie. So what did you guys think of Escape from Alcatraz? My biggest thought from this movie is, wow.
0: Uh, It's the director of uh, Shawshank Redemption. Um uh, <laughs> Um, Frank Darabont, Frank yeah, Darabont Frank Darabont really borrowed heavily from this movie. <laughs> heavily, I mean, or yes. Stephen—I don't know how close it is to the book—or Stephen King really borrowed it when he S- wrote. Stephen King right. kind of borrowed it pretty heavily from because there's a <laughs> lot that parallels Shawshank Redemption. Yes, yes, yeah, a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that—that that um, was like that was the most shocking thing to me. And I was like, I'm surprised this isn't brought up more. That there's like so many things <laughs> in Shawshank Redemption that are pretty much. Exactly I will, I will like say that, that never, they're, they're, there's
1: never a scene in Escape from Alcatraz where I feel like emotionally not. Well, there's a there's like one where I feel emotionally moved. Right. Where no, in Shawshank there's a lot. No, right.
0: Shawshank is, has different, much different tone for a movie. Yeah. But as far as things that happen, happen. oh, absolutely. And as far as the act of breaking from a prison, yep, it's like very it's similar, almost yeah. beat for beat, like everything. Yeah. yeah. Like they have the the scene where he's like. Shuffling the dirt down his pant leg, yep, yep. and he hides the hole. And then they come in and they take a look, but they don't take any notice of it. I mean that th- that, but the
2: the the shuffle and the thing that's that's from the Great Escape, though.
0: Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah,
1: that's that predate. Uh, pre- that, predate? Yeah,
2: yeah, I believe so. yeah.
1: I that's uh, Steve McQueen. St- yeah, Steve McQueen. Sixty three. So. Oh well, there you go. Everybody's but ripping anyway. each other off. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, Hollywood loves to rip each other off. Yeah,
2: I mean the Great Escape. It's is is also. You know, very much like a pr- I, I. I just think that there's very few things you do in a prison, and so they all just do them. that's true. <laughs> yeah, but you have compelled.
0: the creepy, heartless warden. Yep, yep. who's like just who mean just doesn't for give a no shit, shit about anyone. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. A lot of those same beats. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the old the old con who is like has some kind of pet. Yeah. yeah, and, and, and this is a mouse. You have the old con and who, then, like, gets everything taken away from him and ends up, like, destroying his life. And then,
2: and then, you, so it's like there's a prisoner with a, a, a mouse friend, just like in The Green Mile, another prison movie. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's oh, like, wow. there's just like, there's all really prison so movies are can... the same, guys.
1: <laughs> and yet they're all good. Yes. Um, Somehow. And this movie is no exception. No, it's good. Um, now, r- doing research on this, the, the writer, uh, J. Uh, J. Cam- campbell bruce uh wrote the book and then richard uh tuggle t- tuggle wrote the screenplay richard tuggle wrote the screenplay when he was not a part of the screenwriters guild um and sh- like shopped it around freelance style okay. and how he got it to don- <laughs> he got it to clint eastwood and don siegel by lying to their agents by saying yeah i met him at a party and they know me so like they're expecting this and the the agents were like, "All right, that sounds plausible." <laughs> just delivered this script to them. <laughs> um, every other agent shot it down because, and this is the dumbest reasons. This is why some agents are just should not have jobs, or not agents, but uh, uh, studio heads should not have jobs. They looked at the script and they said, "Where's the love interest?" hmm there's no love interest
0: <laughs> well clint Eastwood is a love interest of uh what's his face for a little bit <laughs> Wolf. Oh, wolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: but that's the thing they're like there's no love interest there's no there's no women there's no there's, so there's, like, there's
0: there is uh what's her face she shows up oh you know, right uh, right
1: yeah the um charlie charlie's wife yes shows so there up. is a, a woman <laughs> for like 15 seconds yeah. <laughs> but like so, uh, Clint Eastwood and Don Siegel both read it at the same time and loved the idea. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood was like, yes, I want to play this character. I love the idea of being Frank Morris. And, he, and he, they, they both got together. They had worked together in the past. But, and if I read it correctly, Clint Eastwood wanted to either produce it or have an, a, a specific production company do it. And Don Siegel went around him, paid $100,000 for, for him to, to do the production. Mm-hmm. And that pissed off Clint Eastwood so much that they just stopped talking. And this mm-hmm. was the last film they worked on together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think just at all. Um, and to show off what kind of bad- badass Clint Eastwood was, Clint Eastwood did a good chunk of his own stunts. To the point where at the, at the last scene where they're escaping and yeah. like floating into the, the, the canal... Mm-hmm. Um, they they couldn't they couldn't figure out how to do it with stuntmen, so they're like, all right, you guys all do your own stunts. On two separate occasions, Don Siegel thought they had died because <laughs> they couldn't find them, and they're like, where'd they go? We lost them the shot, and they thought like, all right, all right, we got him back. Okay, keep shooting, keep shooting, and then they lost him again. They're <laughs> like, oh what, the hell? what the hell? <laughs> so, and they said it was like actually pretty perilous because it was like freezing cold. Oh, yeah, right. You could easily get yeah, hypothermia. It was like, and it was one of those things where they're like they're out there paddling and they're like, what are we doing? <laughs> Why are we doing yeah, this? Is, this is, is a is terrible happening? idea. Um, <laughs> so I just lo- I love that idea that they like... <laughs> they, they chose the actors they chose because they're like, well, they're athletic. They can do their own stunts. And then halfway through, they're like, no one should be asked to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, And they also spent a, a huge amount of money getting... Because this was all shot on location, um, right? But at that point, Alcatraz had been abandoned,
3: right? Mm-hmm.
2: So
1: they had to go in and like rebuild a bunch of stuff. There was no yeah. electricity; they had to like hardwire it to the city of San Francisco. Uh, yeah, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, just the production alone for this film was nuts. It's cool when you realize that this
0: is actually the prequel to the Michael Bay film, The Rock.
1: Um. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, <laughs> lot of yeah, I like that. Uh, it works. It works. It Totally works. It really yeah. does work. It does. Um, but I know Parker. You had said you were a, a, a pretty big fan of this. Yeah. Like growing up, or just what, in general, this movie. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I saw it as an adult. I mean, I just I just liked it when I saw it. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, like Matt said, it, it's good because it's it's like it is all those same things that you see in these other prison movies but you're kind of like oh i guess he, i guess this this is the the prequel to that but yeah no it's good and and also the story of Frank Morris is pretty awesome cuz it's like real right and he like actually did that with papier mache heads and the whole the whole 9 yards and like hair harvested from the barbershop and all this crazy stuff and like he was like a a um bank robber
1: and then that's one thing I don't think they talk about in the movie like why, why he's, he's in, in jail, prison. Right? Yeah, I don't think yeah. they go into it. Yeah,
2: he he was uh, burglary, breaking entering, bank robbery, um, and supposedly had a IQ of 133. And so he like a lot of his rob- bank robberies were very elaborate and s- elaborately staged, and so this was no different. And then, um, yeah, and and the the fact that like. They never found any bodies, so it's like... And they
0: never found, they never caught any of them. Yeah.
2: They never caught any of them, they never found a body. The only, only, you know, crappy end to the story is that about three weeks after the escape, a Norwegian, uh, like, uh, captain was, they were like, like a merchant ship, was coming into San Francisco and about 15 miles off... Sure, they found a body in prison clothes and a pea coat, but it but was unidentifiable.
1: Well, yeah, after three weeks in the ocean, and,
2: and also in 1960 something, like, yeah, they can't like, do so, DNA testing. So, uh, so yeah, so unidentifiable, but you know, a, it's you know, a body was found, and so it's like, and the 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 idea is that they they could plan all this stuff, but. There's no way they could have planned for the time that they escaped was when like the like the the tide like the tide for the for San Francisco Bay was like the the meltwater from the from the mountains or whatever right. coming down into the bay, and so it was like probably like ridiculously cold, just yeah, like it was instant hypothermia. They so, probably like, didn't
0: survive, yeah. but it's nice to think. Yeah, that did. <laughs> yeah
2: exactly. I mean, <laughs> then there's thoughts that the, since since they only found the one body, that that's Frank Morris because the other two brothers would have looked after each other and helped each other. Yeah. Right. Whereas right. they know, did compare. He was on his it, I was own. just
0: reading. They did compare it to his uh, relatives' DNA, and there weren't any strong matches. Right. So. Right. Yeah, so if, if he's
2: still alive today, he would be eighty-eight years old. Wow, so very, very plausible
1: that he's old and
2: just hanging out somewhere, just like. <laughs> I love the
1: idea that like he made it out and then he went <laughs> to see this movie and I was like, "Yep, <laughs> pretty good." Awesome. Or, or he was just like, "Nah, they should have gotten me to play me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm better looking than Clinton." Um, But, yeah, the yeah,
2: I, I mean, it, it just, you know, I, I, I like a, I like, I think that's the thing. I like a prison movie, you know? Right. It's just, like, that whole, the whole, like, setting and, you know, the, the, the whole concept of, like, we're all in here and we, you know, can't go anywhere. But, like, you know, we're all very different because it's, like, you know, mashing together these very extreme personalities. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like... You know, so I, I, you know, I, I used to, I used to love uh, Oz, that HBO. show. Oh, film. okay, yeah, 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 a little bit, like way grittier and not as charming as a Escape from Alcatraz or Green Mile or Shack Redemption, but <laughs> still, <laughs> but still, in prison. Orange is the new black. <laughs> yeah, also a great show. Oh, so good, so good. I great not, show. I've
1: not seen uh, either of those films. Yeah. I know they exist or shows rather. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this movie, this movie is great. I've seen it like two or three times. This, yeah, this would have been my third time seeing it. Um, I
2: definitely agree, though, Chris, that it, because I don't know if it's because it's you know a movie from the seventies or if it's Clint Eastwood movie or Don Siegel or whatever, but th- there isn't a lot of like you know like the way the way you're used to movies now. Like you're saying with Shawshank Redemption, it's mm-hmm. like there's so much like there's like so emotion many emotional and moments. Of, of, of so many different characters right, You know right. what I mean Where you're seeing these stories And they're told in an emotional way Whereas this You're hearing s- the stories mm-hmm. And even the the thing with, When he chops off his fingers And stuff yeah. Like it's it's like Oh But it's not like Gut-wrenching Like it's yeah. not like They didn't present it in a way Where you were like Really like t- Your heart was torn out It was just kind of like oh, Here's, here's, what's, here's what's happening yep. Yeah it's like yeah. Oh that's not Which is something that I notice In a lot of like Older movies It's just kind of like the information is just presented almost, and it's like you, it's kind of up to you, the 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 viewer, the audience, to like fill in the blanks. Which right. is like, like what what I say with like even older you know, old older black and white films. You know, like um,
1: I know you were saying something like uh, uh, what was it? Um, to Kill a Mockingbird. You were saying that, right, that like To Kill a Mockingbird just presented right. To Kill a Mockingbird,
2: the film is like touted as like the greatest of all time. And, it, like, it's an amazing book. Yes. But the film is so bad, in my opinion. Like, like what Gregory Peck playing, what's his name? Atticus Finch is, like, so, st- like, bland. And he's just like, oh, uh, yeah, and then this is happening. And you're just like, what? Like, but the idea is you're supposed to kind of watch it and then, like, watch it the way you're reading a book. Like, you know, right. It's like almost like old films, you watch them the same way you read a book. If you just read the words on a page... Then it's nonsense. It's just words on a page. It doesn't matter. But if you think about it, imagine it, create the thing. Like when words are on a page and it just says, you know, like get out of here. He said, like you you have to put the tone and everything on right, there. You know right. what I mean? So, and it's like the same way with old films. It's just like get out of here. And then it's like <laughs> there's like no my, motion. The in more any the, of the, this. the
1: the the, like more the climactic
2: I, scene. He's like in the courtroom and he's like. Like and it's like supposed to be this amazing moment where he's like well, standing I up think, for this for this man and then it's
0: like, I think there were different but, expectations uh, sometimes with performances back then too yeah um, it it
2: almost is like more like like a like theater that yeah, they just filmed rather yeah. than like like film as a thing like it was just like we have a camera set up let's like film this play that we're putting on yeah. you know and it's like.
1: I think I the, the 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 more I learn about older films uh especially like 60s and 70s uh the more I, I, I get the feeling that um directors specifically directors uh put more faith in the audience to be able to right put forth that effort yes like like they're going to they're going to come to this and they're going to they're going to put forth the effort of getting into it right whereas nowadays directors don't do that so much yeah
2: well for the most part like the majority of like crappy directors that are out there a the majority of crappy films are out there the the complaint is that you're like your hands being held through the whole thing where it's like, right. like they're pointing out every detail you're supposed to notice you know or something like like oh d- hey you're holding that thing from the previous scene right yeah it's like yep i am it's right here in front of the camera see everybody see you know, yeah. like, and, like, and, like, that's, like, movies now, and so it's, like, this progression from, like... Yes. Very, but then at the same so. time, like, there's, like, you know, even good films, it's, like, you know, like, the the writing, the actual, like, you talk about, the you know, the director of photography, the cinematography, all that stuff now also plays huge roles in telling a story, the right, soundtrack right. and all this stuff, when, like, in the beginning it was just kind of like, well, it's just, you got the actors up there. Yep, you, that'll be good. Thing. Yeah, just back, talk it out.
1: <laughs> back then, a cinematographer's only job was like, make sure the actor hits yeah. his mark, so the lighting's good. That's right. all I need to do. <laughs>
2: is it? Is it in focus? Okay, you're we're good, good to go. go. Nice, nicely done. Yeah,
1: because um, there are, like you said, there there are scenes where you would think that there was a lot of. Emotional. I mean, when, yeah. when Charlie finds out like his when you mother's say it, dying. Right, like yeah. when
2: you say it on paper, like when you're reading the, the, the plot synopsis, and you're like, oh, yeah, this happened. You're like, oh, man, that must have
0: been rough. And, like, and it
1: was like, like, yeah, you <laughs> felt for him, but it was right. just more of a, it almost felt like more well, of a, uh, well, this is why he needs to get out of jail. Right.
0: Yeah, the general, the general tone of this movie, I, I, I don't think you can just attribute it to the Times. I think you can attribute it to Don Siegel, because his movies were never emotional. No. No, um, right. When you look at his body of work So why would this be any different, different You know what right, I mean yeah, it, yeah. Even though it has emotional components to it He's not going to shoot it in a way And present it in a way suddenly That's like right. very you know touching Or like pulling yeah. at your heartstrings But it's, it's all, weird
2: because some of the subject matter Could easily be that Like you exactly. look at like the shootist Like that story oh, yeah. Could yeah. be like really like if that was told today you know it would be told so yeah. differently absolutely. Like if, absolutely if somebody was going to make that movie again do you again. think
0: do you think it's because we're like more emotional as a people? Like do you think do you think this yeah, is a case weird. where we've like opened up more and we're more accepting I, of the idea of like even in like action films and stuff, of having like an emotional response. Because this by and large, this probably would have been marketed more to like obviously men. This was this was a definitely um, a tough guy an, an film. tough guy type film. I
1: th- I think in this specific instance it was because this is how just Don Siegel right. shoots stuff. Don Siegel was really big in the Anti-hero, um, you're rooting for a guy you shouldn't be rooting for. I mean, right. Escape from Alcatraz, he's a criminal. Right. right. No, yeah. He belongs in jail, but yeah. we're rooting for him. In Dirty Harry, uh, <laughs> the character of Harry is, I mean, basically like a fascist cop right. who doesn't want to be tied down by things like due process. Yeah. He just wants to go hog wild, and we're rooting for him. Right. Um, like the shootist, John Wayne is this like aging gunfighter who's just killed all these people and is now just dealing with the fact that young gunfighters are coming to make a name for themselves. Uh, so, like, I, th- that was kind of his his thing. Um, but I do think, in general, we do have kind of, like, a, a, a weird duality with movies nowadays where we do have, like, like Parker said, stupid films that hold your hand to make you, right, you know, right. feel things. But then right. you actually have films that are, like, like you said, like action films that are still tr- trying to tug at the heartstrings a little bit. Yeah. Whereas back then, you didn't really have that as much. Mm-hmm. So,
2: yeah, I, I don't know if it's like, yeah, I mean that maybe it's as a group, people are more in touch with it. Like because now, like back, you know, then it's like, well, that's we don't talk about that. We don't talk about those kind of things, like, right? You know, or certainly don't d- don't dwell on them, right? You know right? I mean? Right? Don't, right?
0: Yeah. Um, don't bring them to the forefront,
1: but this the, this movie definitely has the 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 characters are what they are. There is no like underlining, like underlying right. uh, emotion or feeling. It's just like okay, Frank Morse's only motivation is to just stick it to the man and break out of prison, right? right. Um, and it, like the other characters are just, well, oh, I just don't want to be here. So let's get the hell out. Right. Uh, and I think I think for this movie, and especially for this time period, it works. Mm -hmm. It works very well, especially in seventies filmmaking, Mm -hmm. where it's just like the whole point is to be anti-establishment and counterculture. Yeah, and I think it works very well.
2: But it is it is interesting to consider what it would what the movie would be like if it was made today. It would be like a Shawshank. Yeah, I I think that level. Yeah,
1: I I think Shawshank is the perfect. And I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Like. Watching this and to then Shawshank those two, would be a really interesting right companion. And piece. To, yeah, to
2: compare them, you'd be like, you know, like as far as characters go, you're like, what? This like, n- it's
1: night and day. Yeah, it's like blown out of
2: the water. It's, you know, like the the the, the character development of, of everybody, even yeah. just even just off char- like even just bit characters that right. aren't even like whatever, like aren't they don't don't play a major role in the actual story that progresses. Like right, you know, if the, if the story is man breaks out of prison. Then, like, there's a lot of characters that are unnecessary as far as, like, that, just that storyline. But, like, you know, in this, they kind of just have them there. And then in Shawshank, you're, like, you, like, find out about them to the point where you, like, care whether they live or die. And you're, like, but they're not even, Mm -hmm. they don't even matter. Yeah, exactly. As far as the main, like, storyline. It's like uh,
1: comparing the, um, oh, what's the character's name? Uh, Litmus. Right. Compare him to the the I forget the character's name in Shawshank the the, the old guy who yeah, runs the uh, library yeah the uh, uh, Brooks
2: Brooks yeah, Brooks yeah with the with the bird yeah with the crow yeah,
1: yeah. Um, whereas in in this movie Litmus is just kind of there I mean right. you you care about him to a certain extent yeah. but he's just kind of there right um, whereas Brooks you're like when Brooks kills himself, in <laughs> yeah, Shawshank, like, oh, really you feel yeah. awful. You're like, here's this old man who's he's just like. Even when he says it in his like letter, he's like, the more and more I think about it, the more I know I'm not going to make it on the outside. Like he, yeah. like yeah. when they
2: release and him, and then they're like approved, and you're like, son of
1: a, bitch. yeah, like you feel bad for a <laughs> yeah. dude who's getting out of prison yeah. in yeah. Shawshank. Like yeah. he's crying, and you're like, wow, this is his whole life. Yeah. Whereas in this movie, they they don't really have that scene except for Doc. When they take away his painting privileges, right. but I think that was more to demonize the warden, the warden than but, it yeah, was to yeah. feel for the right, character. Right, right, exactly.
2: Um, speaking of which, two two people have a, from this movie have a connection of Home Alone. <laughs> what the what? that uh, that guy is? Um, what's Ooh. his name? The old guy. Limas. Uh, no. Um, what's the his warden. Name? Uh, Doc. Oh, Doc! Yes, he plays the the old old guy, the the neighbor, (laughs) the the old scary neighbor that ends up being I knew I recognized him from something. He plays that, and um, the other one is uh, Larry Hankin, um, the Fred Ward. No, it was uh, not. Oh, the guy who plays Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. He he. Charlie Butts. He is. uh, He was. um, What's his name?
1: He was. He was the cop. Officer Ballsack.
3: Yeah.
2: So yeah, he's just like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> hey, here, here's here, here here something.
1: Here's something I didn't know. That same guy uh, did uh, an episode of Star Trek. Who? Boo. Larry Hankin. Yep. Yeah. He did. An, uh, he, he's he's uncredited in an episode of Star Trek TNG. Mm,
0: how fascinating. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, obviously Chris made a Star Trek reference. Podcast over. Yeah, <laughs> we're <laughs> done for today. Sure. Um, so if you haven't seen this film, because we told you to watch it uh it's on netflix it's Watch on netflix it. it's great it's it really is wonderful um just just the way it's 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 shot i i love just how like it's it's very sterile but gripping at the same time it's just wonderfully mm-hmm. uh presented um and again like the fact that it's based on a true story yep uh where pretty much most of this happened yep um and i love and i love and may
2: uh, and may be a un uh official prequel to The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Which
1: yeah. Have, I'm assuming you guys have both seen The Rock, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, that movie's great. It's yeah. probably Michael Bay's best yeah, movie. Oh, it, I would agree with you hundred uh, well, percent on that. One. I don't
2: know. I I really like Bad Boys. Bad
0: boys, okay. Yeah, Bad Boys is good. I
1: could I but could see an argument. It's like a, it's
2: like a, it's like they're like almost equal. Yeah. Yeah. Know?
1: But But what I love what I love about The Rock is it's almost like the template for every Michael Bay trope. We're in the even the very Opening shot before the credits even begin. Uh, it's like there's a helicopter, an American flag, and an explosion. Yep. Yeah. It's like this is <laughs> if you want to introduce someone to Michael Bay yeah. films, that's what you show. Yep. <laughs> yep. You just show that opening yep. scene. It's like this is this is basically every Michael Bay film. Yep,
2: that is correct. <laughs> looking at <laughs> looking at Michael Bay's IMDb page, one of the first things he worked on was a video centerfold for a Playboy <laughs> playmate. Hey man. Gigs again. Nineteen ninety. He did a vanilla ice video. Yep. He did play that funky music. Wow. And uh, and then he did the centerfold for a Carrie Kendall, September nineteen ninety video centerfold. And a, and a great white video. Sounds logical to me. And then he did Meatloaf video. And then he did Bad Boys. <laughs> <It's like laughs> I thought he did the rock before Bad Boys. No, Bad Boys One was first. And really? then the Rock was oh. the next year.
1: Okay. Wow. Then
2: Armageddon. Then Pearl Harbor. Then Bad Boys Two. Then yeah. Th- th-
1: then he just hits the ground running after because Bad Boys was such a success. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um. So yes, everyone should go. Oh, one of the things I do love about Escape from Alcatraz is that they leave the ending um ambiguous. Like you they don't do. know, yes. and, and that's right. something I, like I think that. would change. Oh, yeah, if exactly. they remade this today, we right. would then you have know the, whether they lived or died. You'd yeah. No. And the, and, so, and But, yeah. like, I, I could see it, like, them being, like, okay, he lived, and then this is what the writer imagined mm-hmm. his yeah. life. Like, he gets out of prison, and he has a hard time adjusting, and blah, blah, blah. And where that would be- And it becomes a sad ending anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. I don't think it would totally fit the film. Right. Yeah. Whereas this, it it's perfect, where it's just, it ends on that shot of the water, yeah. and then the the writing of, like, they his, his, his body was never good. found, nobody knows if he made it or not. um And I'm like, that's great. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah, so check this out. It's on. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's so worth seeing. So, uh, have we figured out what's our next? What's our next movie we're doing? Is it going to be question? Because I know. On also, Monday, we didn't
0: rate that. I'll give it three. Oh, right, of, right, right. Okay, three, three, out, whoa, 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 three that, out of four severed fingers. Well, don't. Okay. I give it two out of three. Uh, I was actually going to try to Alcatraz.
1: I was going to try to. Nah, we win. It's fine. All right. Don't well. worry
0: about it. We're good.
1: Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for making my job easier. <laughs> yeah, we're good. All right. Well, that about wraps it up here for us on Enter the Critic. Uh, next week, our next episode, rather, is going to be uh, Interstellar.
2: Interstellar.
1: And if you don't know what that is. You are an idiot. You you <laughs> are sequestered somewhere <laughs> away from humanity. You're a mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all you see is You're your, a mom. your infantile child because everybody's excited about that movie. Um. And I know, oh my gosh, every time a trailer for Interstellar, a new trailer comes right. out and I'm in theaters, I I, I want to do like what you did for uh, <laughs> Dark, Dark Knight, Night. where it's like, don't watch it, don't watch it. Yeah. But then I'm like, this is too gorgeous. I have yeah. to watch it. I, I could, gave up. I, couldn't, I, I gave up stopped up trying. Yeah, well, I'm we, like, it this... was There was
2: that one before Fury, and I was like, I'm just going to watch it. I've I've avoided them online, yes, yes, but this is the first one yeah. that was a new one that was in theaters, and I was
1: like... I know I I thought about getting up and leaving but then I'm like this (laughs) this looks so damn good I
2: I just want to keep staring at it yeah Uh, yeah
1: even just visually it's oh lord Um, if this movie's a letdown I'm gonna be so pissed (laughs) Mm -hmm. so but yeah that's that's our next episode
0: It it won't be yeah all of the like all the good people like Edgar Wright and who else? There was some other really guy that I would totally trust. We're like, this is amazing. Oh, okay. Like they've yeah. seen it, and in the in their Twitter reviews. That's nice. okay. Well,
1: that's good. That that gives me hope. So, all right. Well, uh, as always, want to tell people: uh, make sure you uh, sh- share the podcast with a friend. Yeah. Get get other people on. board. Tell people the good news. The good news about Enter the Critic. Have that's you right. heard the good news? <laughs> Go door to door. Pass out uh, uh, <laughs> flash drives with our with our uh, episodes on them. Yeah,
2: I like that on Rotten Tomatoes. A, a movie can get a hundred percent, but like <laughs> for Interstellar, audience score ninety nine percent want to see it. <laughs> Just say a hundred percent want to see. Like ninety nine
0: percent. No,
1: nope. somebody does. Fellow nope. nope. <laughs> <one> person.
0: <laughs> Space <button. laughs> Okay, really quickly here, Edgar Wright. Am I allowed to say Interstellar is incredible yet? Brad Bird, dazzled yeah. by the ambition and intelligence of Chris Nolan's Interstellar. Terif- terrific performances, haunting imagery. Wow. That's awesome. great. Awesome. Yeah. That's go- is there, that's any, is there anybody that I respect? It's going to be good. Is there
1: anybody I, I, that I respect who's like, this movie is crap. Don't see it. Because I need to stop respecting that person. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Anyway... Until next time, I'm Chris Klump.
2: I'm Magic. Parker!
1: We'll see you next time, boy.